the capacity for any girl or woman, whatever her age, her life stage and her choices, to be able to understand where am I today, what's coming up and what can I do around it, what are my choices and what it means for me. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hey there, I hope you're having a good week. It's always exciting when I get someone on the show who's tapping into a blue ocean, um, an area that hasn't really been explored in particular depth before. And today's podcast guest is doing exactly that. Today I'm speaking to Helen Guillaume, who is the founder and CEO of Wild AI. Helen studied mathematics and financial risks, and she was a quant in a hedge fund and management consultant to Fortune 500 companies in AI, and also very, very big on sport. She was a rugby player. She's an ultramarathon runner, triathlete, surfer, skier, and ice swimmer. And her favorite thing to do really is to combine the skill set of vitality with brains. And she's moved into a very exciting area of technology that's developing at the moment. And that is around how we can really help women upgrade their health, their performance, their creativity, utilizing the power of AI to understand their female physiology. And as part of this, Helen has, together with her team, including Dr. Stacey Sims, who's a former guest on this show, um, developed an app called Wild AI that helps women understand how to align with their menstrual cycle um, over the changing lifespan of that from teenage years right through um, prenatal pregnancy, perimenopause, and even postmenopause and help them enhance things like bone density, enhance their brain health, enhance their performance, not just in sport, but in life. And the app itself offers women access to data about their bodies, giving them ways to learn about and respond to their menstrual cycle and also beyond that. And women that have used it, it's something I'm trialing at the moment, have seen a massive improvement in performance and also in the way that they feel. Um, Helen and her team are also doing some groundbreaking research into how the COVID vaccine has been affecting women's menstrual cycles. And so if you want to be a part of that, you can sign up for free through the Wild AI app. And we know that women tend to have reduced immunity at certain times during their menstrual cycle, um, largely ready to facilitate pregnancy. Um, and so there may be an ideal time for women to receive a vaccination if they're going to have one. Um, this app is also very cool because it integrates with Aura through their open API system. So if you're someone that's been tracking your sleep and your HRV and other metrics through Aura, you can actually enable the two apps to talk to each other. And over time, this is going to allow you to actually get more insights from Aura when your body temperature increases to understand actually, are you becoming sick or is that an ovulation event that's occurred? And so in the future, um, Wild AI will actually be able to talk to Aura and give it this information. But for the moment, what's very new is that um, Aura data is now able to talk in Wild AI. And so these two apps are able to communicate together. So it's exciting times, really. It's about changing the conversation for women. And I think it's a great time to be a woman or even to be a young girl growing up now, like my daughter. And in this conversation, Helen and I talk about how, you know, at the age of nine years old, my daughter can do 
the same amount of sport as her brothers and really enjoy it without any kind of menstrual cycle to impact the way she's feeling or performing. But that will change over time. And to to have something like Wild AI and give you insights on how to fuel your body, when is the best time to do certain types of training, when to push yourself harder and when to kind of lay off and spend more time on recovery is super, super um, useful. And the app can do that and so much more. So I'm really excited to introduce you now to Helen, have a really interesting conversation. And I'm going to be excited to hear what you think of this episode. So if you're listening and you're enjoying this, please take a screenshot and tag me on social media at Angela S. Foster, or even leave us a positive review. It always helps um, to share this with a wider audience. But let me now, without any more delay, let me introduce you to the lovely Helen Guillaume. So I'm really excited to be here today with Helen Guillaume, who is the CEO and founder of Wild AI, which is an app that helps women eat, train and recover with their physiology. It's something that I have personally been experimenting with over the last few months, and I'm really excited the way it integrates with other um, wearables like the Aura Ring, which I've been integrating it with as well. And so um, it's very exciting to have you here today, Helen. I think uh, many of my listeners have actually been waiting for this interview because they're excited about it and have been experimenting with the app themselves. So a very warm welcome to you today. Thank you so much, Angela. Really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be able to talk to you about it all because um, it's really interesting. You know, never before really have women, you know, had anything like this in terms of one place where they can put all of their health data and i think that you know historically we've kind of almost been or certainly i was growing up was led to believe that you know periods are just one of those things that's a pain every month and you've just got to deal with the cramps and the pms and how bad you're feeling and anything else that kind of comes along for the ride whereas in reality it's such a barometer of our health and actually it's a gift really because we get amazing insights and this app really helps you to minimize those symptoms, but track and really gain insights. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing that you've created there. Um, so let's kick off. Why don't you summarize for people? Because there's going to be people listening who haven't used this, um, because I know it's geared at a variety of women, isn't it? It's women who are menstruating. It's also helping women in perimenopause and menopause. So do you want to kind of kick off with a, a summary of how Wild AI works? And you summarize it so well uh, that uh, you could nearly be actually like having been created it yourself. But yeah, basically what we've done is coming from the realization that uh, research is still pretty much done only on male. So like 80% of the medical research still done on male species. We realized that uh, surprisingly or not, uh, women are not men and we are very different. And we also go for these big life stages all the time and we're changing all the time. So whether it's a life stage, um, a physical condition, or by choice, we're changing all the time as a woman. Like you may be taking a contraceptive, then another one, then you want to have a child and you don't want to have a child anymore, and then you are pregnant and then you are entering perimenopause. And so we have these variations all the time and we do not understand our bodies. And so we're very much like fighting against our physiology um, over and over. Whereas, so what we've done is extensive research, what is a woman? translated research into our app. And so you use the app and it helps you eat, exercise and recover with your, your female physiology. So right now we are serving women who menstruate, use any birth control or in perimenopause and menopause. And that is us in a nutshell. And uh, women who do not serve yet because our research is still in progress is for instance, women 
or are pregnant, postpartum, or uh, with certain physical conditions like polycystic syndrome, uh, endometriosis, which touch 10% of women. So that is still, like we're still in the, in the research for that. You're still in the research. Although it can still help women in that category, right? Because I use it and I have had Definitely. or ha have been diagnosed with both PCOS and endometriosis. And actually I find it really, really interesting to be able to track it and understand my cycle and whether I am doing things right. Because I think we were chatting earlier, weren't we, about how, you know, for some women, depending on what type of PCOS they have, but certainly if they have the kind of the PCOS that comes alongside insulin resistance, actually tracking their diet, their fitness, how well they're managing their blood glucose and things like that, that's been a massive help to me in terms of regulating that cycle and actually managing to have all of my children naturally um, and not need fertility treatment. Um, so it, it can definitely. give insights. Yeah, yeah, the tracking definitely, definitely helps, but it's also like, like more the recommendation. So I think like you're like partly like really educated and you like tested things on yourself. And like, so it's like really interesting to have stories like yours to, to learn actually from it as well. But yeah, with tracking, like you can definitely use the app if you do have these conditions, but it's not um, like we haven't done the research really to serve properly. So they are like very specific things that can really be um, enhanced or like better. And we, we do have a lot of knowledge already, but it's not basically already in the app. So yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it doesn't actually give recommendations. And it's interesting, the recommendations, because I was just actually playing around with it a little bit uh, earlier when I was waiting for the podcast and looking at it, because it's, it's interesting how, you know, like at the moment, it knows me so well and it, it aligns with my aura data. So it's telling me, you know, you slept really well last night, your resting pulse is 53, today's a good day in terms of your menstrual cycle, you can push yourself quite hard on high intensity training, which is amazing really, because it, it, I think it gives women confidence as well, because that is how I feel. And, <clears throat> and this is actually confirming that, that I can <clears throat> go ahead and train quite hard. Whereas if I jump ahead and I have a look, later in the cycle, I can see that ahead and obviously it's gathering data on me all the time, but it will be telling me now you need to focus more on for sort of around ovulation using that estrogen stimulus more and dropping down than the um, number of repetitions and focusing more on sort of heavier strength training and things. And it's, it's really amazing because it's definitely things that your average personal trainer, I guess, in the gym probably isn't taking account of when they train women. Yeah, it's so like it's, that's something we, we absolutely love. So one of our one of the person we work with in our teams, Devan, is like absolutely incredible coach. He's been working very closely to Dr. Stacy Sims, um, and so he's like they both are like pioneers in the field. Um, and uh, and and so he's been training his uh, female athletes with the menstrual cycle, and now it's something we want to expand. So we actually have a coach interface. Because as a coach, you may want, like, now there's awareness. Like, at the beginning, when we started, there was zero awareness. And people literally didn't, the question was, like, is it different? And we were like, yeah, it is quite different. Um, but now, like, a lot of coaches want to be able to give uh, that service to the women they work with. So what we are doing is you have this interface as well. So you have a woman using the app. On the other side, you have a coach. And the coach may give a recommendations. for instance, like, heightened intensity training today. But then it looks at uh, where she's in the menstrual cycle and then would then suggest another type of training and then the coach validates it. And so we take the coach on a learning journey as well. And so coaches are really empowered to serve properly their women, but also like they're learning on the way. So that's like something that is like resonating really well uh, with like 
people who work with uh, women who are active. Well, so the coach can actually see the woman's um, data. Can can is there a, set, a specific coach login that coaches can use? Yeah, there's a specific coach login. It's by opt-in, so women really control what they give access to uh, to their coach. And then as they obtain, like the coach actually has access to the, to the data sets possibly, but also has basically um, this training tool where they understand how to provide the recommendations around the training and nutrition for the women. That's very interesting. I'd like to, um, I'd like to do that with my own clients actually. I don't take on that many one-to-one -one anymore, but I still you can actually get it like, on the website. You, yeah. Yeah. So on the website, there's access to the coaching face. So yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's really, really interesting. Good. Because yeah. I noticed as well, like the other thing I like, you know, if you if you type in that you've done a training and you've done a heavy strength training session, it will actually give me personal recommendations according to my weight and height as to how much protein I should be refueling with, how many carbohydrates. And this is a really common area for women because I think they just get so confused and they feel like I'm always having this conversation with people saying, you know, it the rules and, and you spoke about this when we were chatting, you know, the rules for men and women are not the same. Most of the research has been done on men, but yet we see women consistently trying to replicate what works with men. So they'll find, I'm, you know, my partner's been doing intermittent fasting for 16, 18 hours a day. It's not what is works for them. It doesn't work for me. Obviously makes you a bit more stressed. We weren't designed that way. Um, or they've been doing the ketogenic diet, which I think a lot of people forget is actually a highly restrictive elimination style diet really. And again, often, I mean, I, interestingly, I've actually seen some clients who have gone really hard at something like the keto diet coupled with intermittent fasting. And what's happened is they ended up triggering menopause. They can then later come out of it, but they're in their forties and this, this high stress environment created by that combination actually puts them into an early menopause. They, their periods stop, their blood work looks quite different. And then when they come off it, within a series of months, everything returns to to normal, which just shows you, doesn't it, the importance of this. Yeah, that's really scary. Yeah, I like, I mean, as you say, like all these diets and these recommendations are based on, on male research. And um, I mean, like Stacey was in her team is a really strong advocate against uh, fasting. And I personally like don't know, our research like as a company does not cover that yet. Um, but the issue as men and women is like, we just have a very different metabolism. So very often what we see is you know, a couple starting to hit the gym and the guy gets like leaner and fitter. And then um, the woman uh, like restricts her, um, her nutrition, trains more and gains belly fats. I was like, what, what is happening? And actually the issue is that women go into starvation mode. And so for the female body, it's equals a stock up. And so you actually have a counter uh, impact. And so we, we cannot follow protocols that are made for men. And that's, that's why it's so important. And if you are actually for understanding what the body needs, when it needs it, you are actually going with the body, which is very positive, which is what we are basically like doing as research and recommending for the app. Yeah, really, really, really helpful. Because I think, doesn't the research show that when you, if as a woman, if you have some protein and carbohydrates um, within sort of an hour of exercise, it actually helps to lower cortisol for about 48 hours afterwards. Whereas there's plenty of women doing sort of the opposite. They're fasted before they do their workout and then they're kind of elongating that period afterwards it's in the, in the morning until lunchtime because they want to try and compress this eating window. Yeah, so one of the research is particularly important after relation. You have to time your protein intake really well. Like we have a 45 minutes 
uh, to replenish the muscles, for instance, uh, of protein after exercise. Whereas men have 24 hours, so like it's very different as a behavior. Like we need to basically run and take the proteins um, and, and replenish this, this body. Uh, and because you're building muscles and you build, you're rebuilding your body. And so all these things like not knowing that means that we we're not taking the full advantage. You've done exercise, but you actually do not, the body doesn't benefit from what you've just done. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of definitely not what people want. And I think people exactly. often fear the carbs. I remember going through a really like intense uh, body transformation that I wanted to do after I had my first two kids, after my two boys. Yeah. I was like, right, I really want to prove to myself I can get back. And I was eating protein, very high protein and carbohydrates, like literally at every meal. And people always, I think they fear the carbs because we've kind of been conditioned yeah. to. And what happened was I just became, I actually had to stop in the end because I was getting like not just a six pack, but an eight pack mm -hmm. kind of developing, which is contrary to what many women believe, right? They think that I, there's no way that I'm going to get really lean with that kind of protocol. Um, and so I think they mistakenly will down regulate their carbs, restrict that carb intake, go longer fasting in the belief that that's going to get them really lean and healthy. Whereas actually, as you say, the body ends up hanging on to that body fat um, in response. Yeah, and so they're in this sort of mistaken belief that actually they do need to restrict all of this stuff, whereas actually the results and what I've seen both myself and with clients are superior when we begin to fuel our body in the right way, because it sends that communication of safety, doesn't it? And that there isn't this kind of famine exactly. or threat yeah. Yeah, that's about to occur. Um, and actually your app goes into quite a bit of detail because it details not just the nutrition, but also the type of training, whether you should be focusing on endurance-based training, what kind of repetition ranges. Um, and you can explain, I'd like you to explain more about it, but I know that you can pick your phase, can't you? So you can pick whether you are in perimenopause, menopause, or actually cycling at the time. So speaking of tracking things on Aura and other devices, I want to interrupt today's show to tell you about the powerful combination that I've used to really nail my sleep. And this has led to great improvements in both my deep sleep and my REM sleep with me getting around close to two hours of deep sleep a night and about an hour and 45 minutes of REM. And the combination that I've been using that has worked not just for me, but with so many of my clients and now also my friends is to couple chaga and reishi mushroom with magnesium. Now the chaga and the reishi is great for reducing inflammation and calming your nervous system. They work as adaptogens within the body. And I love the ones by wildkingdomextracts.com. And you can get a cool 15% off your order if you head over to Wild Kingdom Extracts and enter code Angela at checkout. And I couple that with Bioptimizer's Magnesium, which has seven different forms of magnesium in it. And again, you can get 10% off your magnesium. It's Magnesium Breakthrough is the product I use by Bioptimizer's by going to their website, bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela and entering code Angela10 at checkout. And so specifically what I've been doing and encouraging my clients to do and what we've seen results with is one tincture of chaga under the tongue and one tincture of reishi before bed and one magnesium breakthrough tablet before bed. And then I also take a second magnesium breakthrough in the morning. And that just gives me this very kind of 
zen-like state of calm and amazing sleep and wake up feeling truly refreshed. So head over to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela and enter code Angela10 to get 10% off your magnesium breakthrough and anything else on their website. Um, And then wildkingdomextracts.com and enter code Angela. Angela is just Angela actually to get 15% off your order and then let me know how it goes because I absolutely love it when I hear from you guys when you've tried something like this and the upgrades you get but now let's get back to Helen and in terms of um, research that you're currently doing and where this is all going I think you're doing some interesting research aren't you with the vaccination um, for COVID-19 and how that's, because I hear so many women talking about how that has affected their menstrual cycles. It's clearly having an impact. Um, are you, how's that working at the moment? Are you kind of going to be able to, in a position to help women optimize the time at which they might have a vaccination? Yeah, so it's 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 fascinating because like we have basically, uh, you know, like all these vaccinations have come out and then there was this issue about AstraZeneca and then it came out that actually like women taking a certain type of contraceptive have higher risk of blood clots, but it had never really been researched or analyzed or um, recommended like to, to behave differently for women. Uh, and then, so it came. Uh, it, it came that it was like pretty, pretty obvious that there was this massive lack of of research on women. And now that women are getting vaccinated again, we do not understand the impact uh, of it because it has not been researched specifically on women. And again, women are have a menstrual cycle possibly, but they probably take birth control. So if you if you combine, for instance, like taking AstraZeneca and using birth control, what does it mean for blood clot uh, risks? Again, we we don't know because it hasn't been researched. Um, and if you are like some women have uh, said that they feel like they, it has uh, brought forward uh, perimenopausal um, symptoms. Some women have reported that they have late periods, early periods, very, very strong uh, premenstrual symptoms, um, like feeling extremely emotional or extremely like very heavy pains around the, the menstrual cycle or around the periods. So like these things uh, have been like self-reported and be like random things that we've got. And so we, we decided to launch this research ourselves because it hasn't been done. So that's something we're really excited about and women are really excited about as well. So we're launching it uh, through the app. So um, basically you download the app and then you can get access to a survey. And, uh, and it's, it's exciting because it hasn't been done and we really need it. And some of the outcomes would be, first of all, are there, is there an impact, yes or no? Um, and what kind of impact and what so as a woman instead of going there blindly and not having any understanding of if it's going there's going to be an impact or not we can then see actually driven by numbers and by by the research we're doing uh the impact on on women that's number one second possibly because the uh your body having a different type of uh, immune response depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle possibly uh we could find out that there, it's, it's better to get vaccinated at a certain time of your menstrual cycle versus another one. So that, that these are some of the things that we, we can uh, get out of the research. Um, but yeah, so that's we're launching that. It's really, really interesting because it's a bit like, I guess, when you look at the scientific studies in terms of the that have been done on things like the flu vaccine and you look at when people are underslept, as in five hours or less a night and those that have slept for eight hours, and the immune response created in response in those individuals who have slept properly is much greater than, I think there can be like a 50% reduction or less in those that are underslept, something like that, that I read um, 
And so interestingly, because women tend to have, am I right, better functioning immune systems earlier in their cycle than towards their menstruation. Uh, yeah, so basically, it's like at the ovulation time, your body is very strong. Actually, the immune system is lowered so that if you do get pregnant, it basically opens up to have an external, um, like yeah, op open to external like uh, things. Not so the body doesn't like react very strongly against like external sperm. So that is when, although like all the vital signs are really high, is when the the immune response is lower. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to fall pregnant because it would be a kind of invasion in the body that the body would try and sort of destroy itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which exactly. actually does happen in some women, right? When they have these um, yeah. certain cells. Um, and then, so in terms of like utilizing it, obviously, women are, as you say, and I think it is, in my experience at the age that I am now, it it is quite a. I wouldn't say a roller coaster but we are always changing, right? One thing we can be confident is change because you kind of start menstruating in your teenage years and then you're sort of getting used to it. Then you uh, definitely don't want to fall pregnant. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, now I do want to get pregnant. Oh, maybe it's not as easy as I thought, um, or maybe it is and I'm pregnant straight away. And then you have children and you're kind of prenatal, then you're pregnant and you're postpartum. And then when you kind of finally get out of that stage, it's not very long before it's like, hello, now I'm in that two to 12 year period where it's perimenopause. And so the only time there seems to be any real degree of consistency, I think, for women is actually once they've crossed menopause. Um, so this is hugely valuable in terms of having that information in one place. Um, how does it write with other data? So, for example, like I've opened mine up because it's got an open API system to Aura. So is that then going to correlate that information? Like I can see it saying to me, your resting pulse was low, you slept right, you slept well last night, you can push yourself. Is it then aggregating that and things like body temperature as well to give an even more accurate representation of how recovered you are that day? Yeah, so actually we have a new design coming up in the coming weeks, so we're very excited about that. And like you would have a readiness score there, and that actually reflects all these things that you see in the aura ring um, and, uh, and their data, um, but, 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 but with the female lens, so what does it mean for you? And it's really exciting. We love working with aura. It's like it's, they've been super, super helpful, like uh, helping us put EPA in place, um, the integration. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely like things that we're looking at. So, yeah, so it's been like really, really nice experience working with Aura as a company. Like they've been uh, extremely helpful at, uh, like for us using the API and uh, doing the integration with their data sets. And they're just like a very open company. Um, and so uh, a lot of our uh, uh, members who are using Aura now can benefit from reading uh, their data from Aura in our app with the female lens. The idea being also in the in the future, the new future, being able to do the API integration the other way around, which is like if you are an Aura user, you never need to leave that app. But if your body temperature goes up and your resting heart rate goes up as a woman, today it may tell you you're going to get sick. Uh, but with the API integration, that question could, could then go to the API and say, is, it, is she going to get sick or is it a normal body variation? Then checks, sees I'm ovulating, returns, no, she's ovulating, it's all normal. So that is the idea to be able to integrate with all products and devices out there. So similarly, if you are a um, nutrition app, for instance, and you're providing recommendations to women, it should also check if it's, a, it's, if it's a good recommendation for where she is in her cycle or depending on her symptoms. 
Oh, that's really interesting. I like the way you've got that double feedback mechanism. Do you think that um, at any point you'll be able to utilize it in real time? So you know how, for example, with the whoop strap, you can actually switch it on because I know you can't do this with Aura particularly easy at the moment where you say, right, click in, I am now weight training or I am now running and it measures your heart rate in real time and actually starts to give you a strain score so you can see how hard you're working out. Is there, are there any future plans so that you could, if it says, for example, today's a day, you know, you, you, where you are in the month, in the menstrual cycle, you can go and you can push yourself. You could then click to start workout and it would actually measure your strain in real time so that you know you are pushing hard enough, for example, or you're actually, you know, doing more recovery if you need to and that you stay below that excess push if, if it's at a point in the month that you need that. Uh, could be. Um, there's no reason why we wouldn't do that. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting to see that um, in real time. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the um, menopause, because often I'll get get asked this question by by women in my programs. You know, what can I do in menopause now that I've crossed that? Is there any benefit? Um, and I know you were talking, for example, about bone density. What are the kind of insights that women could use this act at for once they've crossed menopause? Yeah, so uh, so what we call menopause is once you have had your 12-month birthday of no bleeding, and that's you called menopause. Uh, so perimenopause is all the time before that, when you have variations, probably still bleed, sometimes bleed. and uh, But yeah, so once you have menopause, indeed, um, it's, it's, more, it's more stable, typically. Uh, but what does ha still happen is, although you might not have any bleeding for 12 months, you may still have uh, symptoms, so you may still have uh, brain fogs or loss of memory, um, like hot flashes, all these things. So first of all, you can still continue to track symptoms. You can start you can start having recommendations around the symptoms. Um, also, you do exercise are in are such a massive market for us because, like again, like it's just uh, so many um, beliefs that are wrong. Like you know, a woman menopause is not someone who exercises. Absolutely untrue. Like women have been like, you know, with their menstrual cycle for maybe 40 years and then suddenly they hit menopause, the body doesn't respond. They're basically a teenager again. Everything is all over the place and they don't understand that they lose uh, fat less efficiently, their bone density is going down. And so they really are like a big population exercising. They have time, disposable income often sometimes. And, um, and so uh, there are things actually that you can track. So for instance, like if you are Looking at bone density is something that you can track at your doctor in a, on a regular basis, machines, and uh, it typically would go down in a woman. But counterintuitively to a lot of people, uh, weight training is very important for women, in particular for uh, for uh, bone density. So any woman around the age of 30, 32 should actually really look into doing weight training. And then if you are hitting menopause, these are things that you train and improve. So some, these are some of the things that you can really continue to use the app to understand, continue. And then um, also like a lot of women would uh, say and complain that they are like these forgotten women, like no one cares basically. And if they have things, they go to their gynecologist or doctor and they say, and the doctor is like, yeah, open the window, it doesn't matter. But these are like proper conditions. And so again, here is understanding what is happening, what we can do around it, understand the patterns and then really provide recommendation and not entering these different life stages entirely like blinded and having no idea what we are going to experience possibly so this is kind of like towards the end of perimenopause that you're thinking about here and in menopause so in menopause uh, you may also like have zero um 
um, symptoms anymore, but you still have, you know, like you're still training, you're still like looking at your nutrition, you still, maybe you want to still optimize certain things like your sleep and things like that. So you can continue using uh, the app, absolutely. And we, we want to cover women, whatever their age, their life stage and their decisions. Yeah, that makes so much sense because I think, um, and it's interesting what you say there about, you know, women in that age category feel like they're a little bit forgotten about because it's actually, I spend a lot of time working with women in that age group because I think it, and I think it is one of the most exciting times in a woman's life. I think this is when things actually really open up for her because she is, um, she's, she's often by this point raised her children to a degree that they're at least more independent, they're teenagers she can really focus on her career. She has a lot of um, experience in life in terms of what she can bring to business, but she has these challenges. But as you say, she has a bit more disposable income. And it's a point at which I think intervention is really, really key and necessary, actually, if she really wants to make the second half of her life the best half of her life, because it's you know a critical time where tracking things like sleep, as you say, super important we know that like perimenopausal years and menopause can be a kind of triggering event for things like dementia if you are that, that's to come in another sort of 20 years time if you're vulnerable um, and you're not well slept for example um, but also things like bone density and the weight loss why can't it there's it's, it's almost like women i guess at this stage feel a bit written off whereas in reality they can get fit and lean and healthy and maintain that physique that they want to they just need the right insights and the right protocol to achieve that is my experience with it. Yeah. Okay. And also, like, as you said, it's such a, I mean, we have this negative image of women overall. Like, I've been personally like suffering from that since I'm a child. I always thought it was way cooler to be a boy, but also like we have this um, like very wrong belief that a woman, when she's like not fertile anymore, she's like basically over, you know, you have like this guy, what's his name? Mm -hmm. um, in like Lake Como doing like, you know, the Nespresso uh, picture of this, like, uh, sexy, sexy, 70, 60 year old man. And like, we don't see of women who are like basically the emblem of sexiness who are like 60. Whereas a woman who's 60, she's like really powerful. She's probably done like a lot of things in her life and it's really impressive. And so we also need to entirely change. So yes, we are a tech company. We also like really work towards changing uh, the messaging and the marketing of uh, around what is woman. Like women were never fragile and weak or like so strong and can create a human and as we are progressing towards a life uh, we do not lose anything we're like and so also like changing the perception of entering menopause it is as you say probably also like a very strong time of your life where um you, we can learn a lot as so yeah how can we change the the story around that yeah i love that i think i think it's such an important thing i think you know in japan they call it the second spring they don't really even call it menopause. I love it. Yeah, I just think it's so apt and it should be, right? It's like, you've worked yeah. so hard for everything. You've kind of, as you say, yeah. grown like tiny little humans, a lot of women, not every woman, but a lot of them have by this point, you know, some women may have chosen not to or, or couldn't for whatever reason. But you like, this is the time that it's, that I think life's really opening up, but we're beset by these challenges of low bone density, Weight, weight gain, lowered strength, um, you know, brain fog. Whereas in actual fact, the more information, the first thing I think you can do to change your health in any measurable way is to gather insights. And this allows you to do that because you can't, if you haven't got any data, you've got nothing to work with. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, so useful. And 
What about um, other integrations or future things that are coming? Where do you see this all going? And where do you think this, you know, AI is such an exciting world. Where do you see the future of, of women's health going? I mean, it's incredible because like it's, 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 it's opportunity that it hasn't been researched that much until now. But uh, we are basically facing a blue ocean market right now. Like literally women have been ignored, unserved. The fact that our company now is groundbreaking is shocking. Um, but it also means that it's good for us. Uh, we have traction and it's going really well for us. Um, but where it's going, I think it's like the capacity for any girl or woman, whatever her age, her life stage and her choices to be able to understand where am I today? What's coming up and what can I do around it? What are my choices and what it means for me? And mm -hmm. and we we do not know today still. And I think like really, really important. And I think like it's great that we can so like the world of, of data, there's really like to my opinion, like three worlds where there's a lot of data, military, sports, and disease. We are across sports, a tiny bit of military, but like um at some point like there's there's gonna be like health data as well. But really, um then it expands to all women, like all little girl who's gonna menstruate for the first time like she should be aware of what's coming up uh, she will be aware of her options um, the contraceptives is such a powerful field to be, thing to be able to control uh, getting pregnant or not if you want to but it's so like so many contraceptives are so harmful and you know tell a guy that he's going to take something that's going to uh, reduce his libido make him like get fats lose hair increase cancer risk like i mean no way he's going to take it but we've been going through that to be able to have sex as we want so like you know all these things we really need to be able to research it better and have better, have better choices so i think that's where we're going as a society like being able to to offer that to all women around the world yeah i just think that's such a fantastic such a fantastic goal because as you say right from teenage to even change the conversation at teenage level, right? Which is that you've been given this gift. You've got, you haven't just got a circadian rhythm like men, you've got this infradian rhythm. And when you begin to align with it, you unlock better fitness performance, you unlock better health for you, and you can even unlock greater levels of creativity. I was having this conversation with Elisa Vitti, um, who wrote In the Flow and Woman Code. Um, really, really interesting, just the way she, her entire company, uh, is is all women and the way that they build their projects and things around um, and their input sort of around the, the female cycle. I just think it's such an exciting area. Um, it truly is. And I love the way you're changing that conversation. And I think for women as well who come to sort of menopause, they need to feel sexy. Why shouldn't they? You know, and if they need to kind of look at external factors like some hormone therapy and things, because I just think that again is, as you say, it's it's upsetting that women can feel kind of put on the shelf or written off because now their fertility isn't there and they're getting these decline in sex hormones that are making them feel a certain way. Like this should actually be a great time in a woman's life. Um, one thing you did Absolutely. and and the, the wording is like, you know, like you have like geriatric pregnancy, and um, menopause, like all these words are like very negative. I love when you're saying like the, the second spring for women, because it is, it is like, we need to change the story. It is like very positive, mm. very strong, we like, and, uh, and we need to know that. Uh, and it's beautiful, like having emotions is incredible. Like since when is it a bad thing to have emotions? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've, words like that, like geriatric pregnancy, I actually cannot believe people can even like utilize them. It just seems so, you know, if a woman is pregnant, she's fertile. She's able to create yeah. that child. Like, 
Um, the other thing I really want to see, like I think, and this is this is sort of a personal thing for me because I have a daughter. Is you know just looking at her, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I have two boys that are twelve, and the other one's just turned fourteen. And you see them, you know, developing like the testosterone's increasing. They're developing that muscle mass, and I look and I think it's so easy for my nine-year-old at the moment. She does club swimming. There's nothing in the way, you know. There's no menstrual cycles to deal with. She can go and train just like her brothers do. But actually, over the next few years, that will change. And we need to support women. Like if they could train even in, you know, clubs and things, local clubs, schools, understand that she can't show up uh, in the same way necessarily at every point in her menstrual cycle. Like tennis matches are won and lost depending on where a woman is. And I just think the more that we can help women design around and teenage girls design around their physiology the so much better the outcomes will be absolutely and when you say on your daughter i mean like i personally have felt that very very strongly and uh when i had like my periods and my, like my boobs coming out i was i was really disappointed because i was like i really want to continue being bare-breasted everywhere and i couldn't um and, and for me it was it was dramatic and then i could see like the guy the boys were all like and I was like hiding and it was hurting and it wasn't cool. And um, and like the conversation around is really important. So we also like have coaches, like visionaries, I would say, unfortunately, uh, who come to us and like, how do we approach this conversation? Like, we know I'm a man, I work with like young girls, but I don't know, like, is it okay for me to talk about that? Um, should I talk about it with parents? So we're also doing some work around that. How can we educate the people working with these young girls, adults, because I mean, even adults today, literally, like they do not ask the question like where they are in menstrual cycle, like adult women training. But when it comes to girls, also, like I mean, you remember like when you're like you have your periods for the second time, you're 13, you go to school, you're bleeding, it hurts, and the, the coach is like run around like the other kids, mm -hmm. and you learn to ignore your body entirely, and that's what we're going through basically. Yeah, yeah, you do. You're absolutely right. You kind of, um, I mean, I definitely found like. You almost have to you feel like you have to behave more like a man and and certainly when i was practicing as a lawyer you know there's there was no in corporate law in london that like that was never going to be an acceptable excuse that you just had you know when i was in the throes of endometriosis terrible cramps and you feel like you've just got no energy that's not a reason not to perform you've just got to continue on um regardless whereas <laughs> i think as you were saying a moment ago in relation to something else if this was happening to men there'd be a very different conversation going on <laughs> yeah and <laughs> another thing is like as a lawyer i imagine you were surrounded mostly by men i mean like i was in hedgefonds mostly by men i was surrounded by men and i remember really well being in you know meetings for hours and hours and i really have to pee because women just pee more regularly mm -hmm. but i couldn't because no men understand that so you're like okay five minutes break and they're like why why would you need a break I'm like, uh, I have my periods and I really need to pee. Exactly. <laughs> Which is the last thing that you want to say. Or like, I remember yeah. being pregnant and just like so sick as a dog and thinking, how am I actually going to get through this meeting without throwing up and having to sort of exactly. eat all the biscuits yeah. just if something was going in, it wasn't coming back. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it isn't easy. I, I love what you're doing. I just think the more the more insights we can give women, the more helpful tips we can to help them perform and align with their physiology and to open up that conversation, the better, because we are inherently so creative. We create new humans. And so we have so much to bring on and to give on the creative plane. 
Um, I just think it's it's amazing. Um, before we close, you did mention a little bit, which I was interested in about looking at other kind of integrations. I think you have a particular interest in things like the vaginal microbiome and where that's going. That sounds interesting. Can you explain a bit more about that? Yeah. So again, like we like a lot of companies now are looking at uh, genetics, but also like at uh, gut microbiome, which is really interesting. I find fascinating. But as women, we have an entire other world, which is called the vaginal microbiome, which is very important because obviously we all come from there, uh, but it's entirely ignored. Whereas like or um, the, the health of that area is very important. And um, and I think like if we look at so things that we track now, we're using trackers, we're using self-reporting. But we'd love to be able at some point to integrate with other type of tracking. So, I mean, if you're going to gynecologists, like all these tests, possibly we could take them, but also uh, around that area. And I think like some of the things that women are very regularly uh, like um, uh, basically uh, suffering from is, for instance, like using uh, tampons and pads are both chemical and dry and is really bad for that area. Uh, you should not put something dry and chemical in there. Um, because it's it creates microfissures, irritations, etc. And if you're using that for years, I'm talking like 40 years of like you know using these pads and, and tampons, it's, it's really bad. So you're having like permanent irritations in an area that is very sensitive. So being able to understand the health of that area and improving it is, is quite important. And like all the products, like the chemical products, the perfumes, I mean like the absolutely horrible things, um, I think like should be really looked at. And as as a woman, again. If you are uh, just in general, like trying looking at your health in general, like you wouldn't be okay with having, you know, a permanent little like um, open wound on your arm. But then it's it's a, sim it's a similar thing having that in your uh, vagina. So if you do have that, it means that your immune system is lower overall all the time. So understanding that also means that you can then optimize that better, making a nice environment. And then one day, if you do want to have a baby, also be in a in a place where that area is is healthy, understand your metrics, and then uh, just, yeah, have a nice little warm place to receive uh, something else. Mm, interesting. So you will be, are there plans to sort of integrate information in relation to that in the, in the app as well? Ideally, like we act as a platform. So ideally, like if you have any type of wearable trackers, we want to be able to integrate with those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So you could even do things like integrate in time, things like blood sugar, continuous blood sugar monitors alongside yeah. the data as well. We're massive fans of Super Sapiens, which is a uh, continuous glucometer company. Um, so yeah, that definitely is super interested in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just that was just such a, or it has been such a game changer for me with so you know someone who has. PCOS and insulin resistance, just managing my blood sugar and understanding that link has been transformational. Um, and also understanding the link between cortisol, right? I think it's just so powerful when women understand when you're really highly stressed, that has an impact on your blood sugar. When you're underslept, it has an impact on your blood sugar. Um, and that in turn affects, you know, your menstrual cycle. I think, um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to share um, before we close? I just think it's really exciting. Obviously, please share where people can find um, the app it's on it's definitely on the app store I presume it's on Android as well is it yeah it's Android iOS on the app store wild.ai wild.ai and on the website wild.ai and Instagram those are the best places brilliant and I, I love the content you share actually on Instagram as well um, so that's wild AI we will link to all of that in the show notes so people can go and check it out and experiment with it and also be part of your um, vaccine research as well. If they want to be, they can sign up within the app itself, I believe, can they, Helen? 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much, Angela. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. As always, the show notes and everything we've spoken about, including the link to the World AI app, will be over on my website, angelafosterperformance.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have, please do leave us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening, as it really helps to get the message out there to a wider audience. Thanks again for listening and supporting the show. And I will catch up with you again next week. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.